we are at the LAPD command post here in Hollywood. We can tell you at this point there have been no arrests and one person, a protester, has been hospitalized. I'm going to bring in the man who is the commanding officer of LAPD Hollywood. Captain Steve Larry. Steve, let's just go right now. Where are we on our streets? Yeah, so right now the crowd appears to be dispersing. Uh, this is a mostly peaceful crowd with a few agitators in it. They are back where they started their demonstration at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And right now it seems like they're going to their vehicles and they're going home. You see all the LAPD officers behind us. We're not going to get too close because those are Metro Division officers. Sherlin and Chuck, right now, according to Captain Lurie, you're looking at two separate investigations involving two separate vehicles hitting protesters. Let's show you what mm. went down just a short time ago. Escalating violence on the streets of Hollywood. New shopper for Alpha overhead as a white Prius tries to get past protesters, appearing to bump some of them at Sunset and Coanga. The Prius takes off but is quickly followed and it's not going anywhere. He's cutting him off. One of the vehicles in that protest stops the Prius yep. and so do others. Have the driver pretty much boxed in. The Prius backs with a skateboard oh. as people then go after the driver. The Prius takes off, but is pulled over by the LAPD at Santa Monica and Wilton. This all may have been part of an earlier protest that started at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Move, Daddy, move! Daddy, move! But as the night went on, Daddy, move! one protester was apparently hit near Sunset and Schrader. Okay, Captain Murray, take me through quickly each incident that we're looking at involving those two cars. Start first with the black car, since that was lit like yeah, Robert, so the black truck uh, was trying to get through that crowd in traffic uh, and struck one of the protesters. Uh, we were able to track down and detain that vehicle and its driver. And essentially, there's two versions of events here. He says he was attacked by the protesters and was trying to escape. Uh, we met with him. We discussed that with him. We identified him. Uh, we also met with the protester who he struck. That person is uncooperative and won't speak to the police at all. Uh, the reason that driver was released from the scene is we can't determine which of those versions is correct yet. So that investigation will go on tonight and into tomorrow. White Prius. The White Prius similarly was attacked by several protesters who pried his door open and punched him several times uh, while he was inside of his Prius. He stepped on the gas to try and escape from that attack and may or may not have struck one of the protesters. We have not located a victim yet of that crime if there was one, but we do know uh, that we have also identified the driver of that Prius, so we can locate him to continue that investigation. Okay, so far neither of them have been charged, even though we did see that they were detained. As the investigation continues, you've got a lot of work still ahead of you tonight. What is the plan for the LAPD in Hollywood? Yeah, so right now it appears this group is dispersing. Uh, they're back where they started at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and they're going to their own personal vehicles and appear to be leaving, so that's good. Okay, also good, Chuck and Carolyn, is that the person that is in the hospital, according to Captain Lurie here, the commanding officer of LAPD Hollywood. It is a protester with just minor injuries. They have tried to question that protester. That protester is not cooperating. Live tonight here in Hollywood, I'm Robert Kodasek. That's the very latest on our streets. All right, thank you very much, Robert. And protests continue tonight in Louisville, Kentucky, following the grand jury decision not to charge any of the officers directly in the death of Breonna Taylor. We're also seeing new video from last night's unrest when two officers were shot. More on that now. NBC4's Jonathan Gonzalez is live in the News Operations Center. Jonathan. Chuck, you know, all things considered, those two officers who were shot yesterday, they were doing much better tonight. One person remains in custody in that shooting, but the unrest continues tonight, even as police and the National Guard try to keep the core of Louisville locked down. Gunfire was captured in a police live stream. 
in the area where two Louisville officers were shot during protests Wednesday night. Tonight, one of the officers is now out of the hospital. The other is recovering from surgery. As demonstrations continue into a second night after a grand jury's decision not to charge three Louisville officers with causing Breonna Taylor's death. Her family has throughout said these proceedings were a sham proceedings that did not give Breonna Taylor a voice. Tonight, the protest spreads to Louisville across the country. In Los Angeles, the organization Justice for Most Children held a virtual town hall to react. There are roughly two dozen arrests tonight in Louisville, more than 125 arrests since the protest started last night, but demonstrators say they plan to keep going in the days to come. Meanwhile, the former Louisville officer who was charged in the case, Brett Hankerson, is now out on bail. His attorney saying he'll plead not guilty to charges related to firing into Breonna Taylor's neighbor's apartment. Carolyn, we'll send it back to you. All right, Jonathan, thank you. Right now, a curfew is in effect for parts of San Clemente. That's after protests over a deadly deputy shooting there turned into a clash between demonstrators and law enforcement. But as NBC4 star Phillips shows us, that curfew is not silencing the continued call for answers. A few dozen demonstrators took to the streets protesting the death of a 42-year-old black man killed by sheriff's deputies in San Clemente Wednesday afternoon. It's heartbreaking what's going on. Demonstrators were peaceful, but at an earlier protest, tensions boiled over. San Clemente issued a 9 p.m. curfew for the Pier Bowl, Avenida Del Mar, and along El Camino Real. No one should be out in those areas unless you're, of course, driving to and from work. The shooting happened here on El Camino Real at a small memorial marked the spot where Kurt Leinhold was shot and killed by deputies from the department's homeless outreach team. He's uh, one of the regular homeless people here in town. Steve Bauman recently encountered Reinhold and says the 42-year-old likely struggled with mental health issues. By me getting close to him, he was, he was, very, he was very agitated. He was just off, right? And uh, it's just sad this had to happen like this versus another way to deal with him. According to a witness, Sheriff's deputies accused Reinhold of jaywalking. This cell phone footage, which has been edited for TV, shows things escalating with all three men going to the ground. Mr. Reinhold grabbed one of the deputy's weapons and appears to have tried to bring it out of the holster. It's not clear from the video if Mr. Reinhold was able to complete and unholster the weapon. One deputy fired two shots, killing Reinhold. Today, NBC4 obtained surveillance video from another angle. This footage is also edited to exclude the most graphic moments, and it is still difficult to clearly see if Reinhold had the deputy's weapon. In San Clemente, I'm Delta Phillips, NBC4 News. A retirement home was the scene of a deadly stabbing in the Sherman Oaks area. Police tell us that an employee at Belmont Village Senior Living stabbed a co-worker late this afternoon. The victim has not yet been identified, later died at the hospital. And police have the man who allegedly killed him, although the motive is still unclear at this point. Well, the U.S. has reached another grim milestone in the COVID-19 outbreak. NBC News is now reporting more than 7 million coronavirus cases, with California, Texas, and Florida representing the most. Some businesses in L.A. County are still not following the health officer's order 
the health department has now received more than 70 citations over the past few months to place to places that are violating that order and operating indoors most of them churches and gyms some of which have been cited multiple times this was a very good day to be a fan of college football usc and ucla football fans have to be rejoicing tonight yes there will be a fall season after all today the presidents of the pac-12 schools voted for a seven-game season, reversing a previous decision that postponed the fall sports season until next year, all because, of course, of the COVID-19 pandemic. The new season will begin then on November the 6th. Fred Rogan will have much more coming up just a bit later in sports. Well, families of some LAUSD students are now suing the district, claiming its plan for distance learning is flawed. In this class action lawsuit, parents say the virtual learning program violates a child's constitutional right to a public education. The group says other school districts in the state are engaging with students more frequently than LAUSD, and Latino and black students are hit the hardest. It's still an injustice when it comes to people of color, in particular, black and brown. say they are not demanding a return to the classroom. They just want distance learning to more closely resemble what students experience in person so their children don't fall further behind. In a statement, the LAUSD says the district has not yet been served with this lawsuit, but says since school closed in March, LA Unified has been working to bridge the digital divide, ensuring all students have devices and access to the Internet. Tomorrow, Ruth Bader Ginsburg will become the first woman and the first Jewish person to lie in state at the U.S. Capitol. And today, people lined up to honor one of the most well-known members of the high court. Outside the Supreme Court, people paused to pay their respects from the bottom of the steps leading up to the highest court in the land. The 87-year-old justice died last week from complications of cancer. Also paying their respects from the top of the stairs, President Trump and the First Lady but the solemn moment turned a bit sour when he was met with boos and chants of vote him out. And tonight, the president was asked about what he heard. Well, I think that was just a political chant. I could, we could hardly hear it from where we were. Somebody said there was some chanting. The president has acknowledged that he wants to fill Justice Ginsburg's position on the court before the election, which could cement a conservative majority. He's also indicated he expects the election results to be challenged in the Supreme Court. We'll have live coverage of the memorial ceremony for Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg tomorrow morning on Today in L.A. Run over in the road, an officer on a bicycle in trouble now for what he did to a protester. And a fridge, a futon, and a flat-screen TV. Why this underground man cave got three men in a lot of trouble. And we have really pleasant weather as we head toward the weekend, but September ends with triple-digit heat. Your forecast is coming up. On the Tonight Show, Jimmy talks with Rick Rock and Jonathan Majors. New Tonight Show, starring Jimmy Fallon. Tonight on NBC. Tonight, Seth Meyers is back in the studio. Take a closer look with Seth. Our state's need education calls teachers to build support. A Sacramento politician quick to commit voted to lay off teachers and slash salaries. And not just that, Christy Smith voted 20 times to lay off educational professionals. Then Christy Smith voted to give herself a pay raise. What Christy Smith did was shameful. She challenged.
is now underway after video surfaced that appears to show a Seattle police officer rolled his bike over the head of a fallen demonstrator. And a warning, this video is disturbing. This video was taken early this morning during a demonstration about the Breonna Taylor decision. In it, officers are seen clearing a street in the city's Capitol Hill neighborhood. The Seattle Police Department said the officer, who has not yet been identified, is now on administrative leave. No word on the condition of that demonstrator. Harrison Ford has now been cleared for takeoff again. The FAA now says the actor can fly again after finishing remedial training for a close call on the runway at Hawthorne Airport. Get across that runway now. I told you to hold, hold short. You need to listen up. Uh, excuse me, sir. I thought exactly the opposite. I'm terribly sorry. That was the power controller last April when the Indiana Jones star crossed an active runway by mistake a few years earlier. Ford landed the plane on the taxiway at John Wayne Airport. You see it here, narrowly missing a passenger jet. And in 2015, he had an engine failure after taking off to the Santa Monica Airport and made what many consider a remarkable landing on a West L.A. golf course. The 78-year-old has been a private pilot for more than 40 years. More evacuated families are now being allowed to return home tonight as firefighters are making progress against those two massive fires burning here in Southern California. The Bobcats fire is still burning north of Ambrosia, but a repopulation order was allowed today for people who live in the East Fork area. Evacuation warnings were also lifted in Altadena and Pasadena. The fire has burned more than 113,000 acres, but containment now stands at 50%. And more people who were displaced by the El Dorado fire near Yucaipa can also return home. Mandatory evacuations are now lifted for the communities of Angeles Oaks, Seven Oaks, and Barton Flats. That fire is now more than 80% contained. 
22,000 acres they had burned, and a firefighter was killed while battling this fire. His funeral will take place tomorrow. New Yorkers will tell you there's a lot of things you can find on a New York City subway. Now that list includes a secret man cave. Transit Authority investigators found the room hidden under the Grand Central Station. It was outfitted with a fridge stocked with beer, a microwave, and a futon, even a flat-screen TV down there. Three transit workers are accused of setting up the room using Transit Authority resources. There's no defense for this overlooked facility. Completely, completely unacceptable to me. They're honestly, it's kind of innovative. <laughs> Why not? Innovative, but it cost them their jobs. They're suspended now without pay. Taking a live look outside tonight. This is the view through the Salinga Pass. That's downtown L.A. In the distance there, meteorologist Anthony Honor is tracking a triple-digit heat wave coming our way. Anthony. It's headed our way, Carolyn. For right now, enjoy what you have, because in Ontario, what we're going to see is, for this time, there's bunch of temperatures in the lower 90s for tomorrow all the way through the weekend. Sunday's a little risk. It gets drier, but notice Monday and Tuesday, the temperatures start to climb. Uh, to 100 degrees or even a little above that. So here's what's happening right now. We look at the view uh, downtown. Everything nice and quiet and clear. The temperature cool at uh, 69 degrees with calm winds. Your hour-by-hour -hour forecast. Uh, we have this nice deal all the way through 9 o'clock. And then tomorrow's pleasant too. 70s and lower 80s in the afternoon for L.A. But we do have a heat wave on the way. First of all, Sunday's when the changes start. And the humidity falls will be between. Monday through Friday, in the valleys, inland empire, and desert, temperatures will range from 100 to 104 degrees. A weak offshore wind is going to bring a critical fire weather threat, weak in that gusts anywhere from 15 to 25 miles per hour. But we are going to see some really hot temperatures and some very dry weather. And here's why. This area of high pressure is really moving on out of here. So for tomorrow all the way through uh, the beginning of the weekend, it's going to be a really fantastic feeling. All the rain, the snow is well to the north of us. And then this ridge, this dome of high pressure, starts to build in on Monday. The peak of the heat is going to be Tuesday and Wednesday. But this hot weather isn't going anywhere. You can see all the way through Friday, this ridge is sticking around. So what we're going to see for tomorrow Again, is a fairly nice deal in the mid-80s or upper 80s from Azusa, Glendale, Anaheim, Irvine, to Long Beach. Our lower 90s from Van Nuys and to Riverside, just a touch hotter from San Bernardino, Hemet, Lancaster. So putting it all together, your extended seven-day forecast looks like this. Pretty quiet for the next several days, which is that by the time we get to Monday in the LA Basin and Illinois County and the coast, we're in the 80s and the 90s. Now, it's going to be hotter, again, in the valleys and the Inland Empire, which you have is lower to mid-90s the next couple of days. Temperatures starting to climb on Sunday, but the triple-digit heat arrives Monday, stays with us through Thursday, and the range is anywhere from 100 to 104. Forecast for the desert. High desert still has the smoke from the Bobcat fire for the next couple of days. Once the wind shifts, temperatures climb into the triple digits, lower triple digits, Monday through Thursday, in the low desert, 108 to 110 degrees. Your mountain forecast. Temperatures are going to be in the mid-70s the next couple of days and just a touch warmer as we move towards Sunday. And still no rain in the forecast. That's your weather forecast. Here's Fred Nano with more. Anthony, it's been 10 long years since the Lakers made it to the NBA Finals. But the wait is nearly over. Details next on the NBC4 Sports Desk. Hey, everyone. Tonight we have an all-new show with Chris Rock, Jonathan Majors, music from Scott Malone, and tonight's show hashtag. It's a great show. Tonight. Thank <laughs> you.